Hey, I'm Will Malone, and this is Will of the Future, a podcast where I look to what's next in the world of photography and creativity. This past week, I finished filming my first full video in a very long time. Honestly, I've had a lot of practice making videos over the years, but it's still tough for me to get started because I have zero faith in myself to put the pieces together well for a prolonged period of time. A short reel or TikTok is easy because no one is paying attention to it for that long, but for a more long-form video, I have to trust that the writing and structure is a solid enough base for the footage to even work. But a big part of what I hate about filming videos these days is that Adobe Premiere sucks hard. My laptop will barely run it anymore. So I'm just going to use this video to learn an entirely new video editing software, and everyone is telling me to go with DaVinci Resolve, and we'll see how that goes. It's daunting to learn something new when I at least have serviceable knowledge of a different software, but shaking up our knowledge of the tools seems to be one of the absolute biggest needs today. Here's something I've observed. Those successful in marketing and social media have almost no knowledge of the Adobe suite. Many photographers have no idea how to use Photoshop. Many people bypass the need of a graphic designer with Canva. CapCut is an app that people are using to edit all of their short form video. And I'm over here with my decades long use of all these legacy tools, which are often actually overcomplicating everything I do. Not that I'm all that skilled with any of them, honestly. It's obviously beneficial to have a specific knowledge and command of deep tools, but it also can be a hindrance. Luminar AI and Luminar Neo are plugins that I have in Photoshop that weirdly help me avoid having to spend a lot of time in Photoshop. I can clean up a headshot and remove power lines instantly rather than spending a ton of time healing stuff out. And just like buying a ton of camera gear all the time, in most use cases, these deep tools are going to have diminishing returns. And that's because the future isn't about the tools. It's about the content. And not the content, but the content of the content. You know what I'm saying? I think we look at a deep knowledge of Photoshop and other tools like some sort of protective shield. And we're probably going to lose if we think that way in the long run. I think someone who makes stuff with a phone and a couple apps but has really great ideas will end up winning every time. It's all about substance and substance isn't the same as style. And when I dreamed up my first video I had a look in mind. It would be flashy and kind of over edited honestly as is the style of the times. But leaning on style over substance implies that I don't have much faith in the actual meat of the video so it will be doomed to suck. And I'm not really that flashy of a guy. The more I sat down to hone the video to what it needed to be, the more I realized the effects, quote unquote, don't really matter at all. I think because all we do is watch videos and photos in quick moving feeds that we are forgetting what substance even is and replacing substance with flash. Flash has kind of become substance to a lot of people now. Photography on TikTok, for instance, is about photo tricks, where the meaning of the photo is the trick itself. And maybe that's why I'm so obsessed with podcasts as a medium. It's depth and substance's last stand. It's the last place where going deep is encouraged. Where else could I write essays that anyone would pay attention to? Medium? LinkedIn? Those places aren't my scene, man. I'm a long-winded guy, so I don't really like being put in a tight minute and a half box all the time. Joe Rogan makes three hour plus podcasts and he's the biggest podcaster in the world. He built an empire off of taking clips of those mega long podcasts and posting them on YouTube. And sometimes they're five minutes and sometimes they're 15 to 20 minutes and all those clips are about something. And I know people who will only watch his clips and never the actual episodes. There's almost a formula to how his podcasts work. They're fluff, then substance, then fluff, 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 some more fluff, then substance again. And it kind of goes on like that for hours, almost 
like a normal conversation. And I think people believe, oh, if I have a really long conversation with someone, I'll have clips and all that just like Rogan. And no, turns out he's a conversation artist. He keeps it moving, but is always talking about some sort of topic. Most people don't have the conversation skill he has out of the box. His really old first episodes, by the way, are terrible. But at the time, no one was really doing the podcast thing like that, so he managed to build an audience. And over time, he's gotten thousands of episodes of practice now, so he's kind of got his whole thing down pat. And he's really, really good at being Joe Rogan. And if you start thinking about conversations, you'll realize that most conversations we have are about nothing. A good conversation is a give and take where two people are working together, but sometimes one or both parties aren't on the same page on that. Imagine being at a networking event and trying to talk to a scientist. You know how hard it is to get a super smart person to have a good conversation? They live in their own heads often, and yet Rogan can pull a conversation out of like a mushroom behavioral psychologist that is worth listening to. And as far as style, his style is almost that he has none. His setup is super simple and almost ugly to watch. TikTok is full of podcast clips from way better looking podcast setups, and yet the substance doesn't exist like it does with Rogan. So that's awesome. We can make a crappy looking product and it can grow despite looking crappy, right? No. Substance and visual crappiness cannot be equal. Substance has to far outweigh the visual crap to work at all. And we are taught to hold style and substance in equal regard, and I think that is totally wrong. The minimum requirement for what will be good almost never comes from the look of the thing. It's always the substance of a thing. Style should only exist to help boost the substance. In our case study of Joe Rogan, his bare bones visual style simply exists so that he can make clips of his marathon podcasts. Podcasts are next to impossible to promote because there's a barrier to find them, so video is a really great way to promote the content of each episode. This past week, I posted a real slash TikTok slash short of my simple podcast setup. It's the setup I'm using right this very second for this very podcast. It's an Audio-Technica mic, a Zoom H6 recorder, and a tabletop stand. Why is it so simple? Well, for one, I can set it up and tear it down easily, but mostly it's not distracting to me or my guests. It allows a conversation or thought to flow without the intrusion of making sure all this dumb technology isn't crapping the bed. I'm a photographer, so when a camera is on, I'm thinking about what's going on with the camera. It's just my nature. So that's why my podcast setup is basically a recorder and a mic. Press one button, then talk. Almost nothing can go wrong, and the ideas are unimpeded by visual flair and not nonsense. Hence why I'm struggling to make this a video podcast. I'm realizing that it could totally ruin it if I do it with three cameras in a studio because it has to be organic. But again, people have to actually know it exists. So there's a balance. But again, we put style ahead of everything because it makes promotion easier in the short term. And if I were to make a formula, I'd say style cannot be equal to substance. Substance cannot be less than style. Substance has to be like 10x style in order to make something work. So why do we want to make podcasts or videos or photos or shareable content in this current and future climate? Is it because we are told that's what we should be doing? Is it because everyone else is doing it? Is it because we perceive that whoever is successful is because they have a video in a cool podcast studio or a perfect life on Instagram? Or is it because we have something to say and a medium of choice with which to say it? Just ask Werner Herzog. Here is a quote from him. And I will not say this in a Werner Herzog voice, by the way. I'm not going to do him the offensive disservice of that. But here's the quote. If you do not have an absolutely clear vision of something where you can follow the light to the end of the tunnel, then it doesn't matter whether you're bold or cowardly or whether you're stupid or intelligent. It doesn't get you anywhere. Substance can only come from a clear vision, an intent, a goal. Joe Rogan has questions and 
He wants them answered. Satisfying his curiosities is his ultimate goal, I believe. Otherwise, how would he be able to pull off having such a wide selection of guests in this world that requires everyone stay in their particular niche lane? People like substance, whether they realize it or not. There's just not very much of it out there right now. People will listen to a 10-minute podcast or a three-hour podcast. It doesn't matter. It's about the quality of the content. Late Night with Jimmy Fallon has low ratings now because there's no substance to it. Nothing really to connect to other than a few chuckles and an advertisement for a celebrity's next movie or whatever. A photographer who sells prints will probably sell the same print or prints over and over again. The ones with the most story attached to it. The ones that people feel connected to the most, despite there maybe being 20 others available to buy on your website. But I don't think this is a bad thing, though. It actually makes life easier. Posting just to post or making just to make is officially a huge waste of time. Just don't do it. But if you have a good idea and you want to try it out, then try it out. And I've brought him up before, but I'll bring up my buddy Greg Steele. He's a family lawyer here in town. We actually went to college together, but he was struggling with social media, so we decided to collaborate to try to up his game a bit. And it's hard to make social media of a family lawyer fun to anyone because the stuff he has to deal with is by its nature is sad and depressing. So we decided to start by making it a resource. We just wanted to make videos with Greg clarifying legal terms like guardian ad litem or answering questions like how long do I have to wait to get a divorce in South Carolina? After making a bunch of those, we decided to throw some fun ones in the middle that are called Weird Laws with Greg, where he just talks about weird laws he found, like playing pinball being illegal until you're 18. And yes, that's a real law in South Carolina. And I really love these videos because they are extremely unique to Greg. Only Greg can do them this way. They are generating some great word of mouth because of who Greg is, but they are also filling in blanks and providing knowledge to people. And they are simple. Shot on a phone with a wireless mic, and that's it. He's not distracted by a ton of gear in his face, and he just does his thing. Making stuff is hard, and some people can do it more easily than others, but creating media in this world feels like a next-to-impossible challenge sometimes. At the end of the day, we just have to make it true to us, not what is true to everyone else. I think the rules of the algorithm are a great starting point, for at least giving us some creative constraints and rules, but it can't be all about that. We have to make stuff that actually connects to people. The thing about us that connects to people is often the thing that we brush off about ourselves that we think is uninteresting. The opportunity social media gives us, however, is that we can experiment out in the open and find what people connect to the most. Maybe I make a podcast about website about pages and it ends up being my least listened to podcast ever. I really like that episode, but most people didn't connect to it as much. The solution is that I can just take what I learned from that and just post something better the next day and the next day and the next day until I find a stride and hone in on what people find valuable. And there's just so much out there. We all have limited time on this earth to consume everything. The new episode of Succession competes for that time. The podcast I subscribe to compete for that time. Making my own work competes for that time. What we make has to not only be worth everyone else's time, but our own time as well. We don't have the time for just creating noise just for the sake of it, but we also have to be okay with something maybe not working out like we hope. Doesn't necessarily mean it was bad, it just didn't connect for whatever reason. Having a vision for what we are looking for is key. If we are throwing stuff out there with vague goals and no vision, then yeah, we will be super disappointed because we have no way to measure any sort of results. We have to be moving somewhere in some direction, and hopefully that direction is forward. Thanks for listening. If you like what we're doing here, go leave a review on Apple Podcasts. You can follow me on Instagram at Will Malone, Twitter at Will Malone 365, and you can check out my website over at willmalone.com.